Welcome back to the New England Take. I'm your host, AJ Kirstead. So I fancy myself someone, I wouldn't call myself a journalist or reporter, I say I'm not those as much as humanly possible, but I enjoy uh, discussing the media and critiquing the media and dealing with all that. And this week has just been gold on social media when it comes to discussions of conservative media in the not... I hate to say not corporate because it's part of the discussion, but ultimately uh, the not mainstream conservative media. So Stephen Crowder is a uh, he's a right wing pundit and comedian. He's got a huge following on YouTube. He's been he was on CRTV, which is a conservative uh, organization, and they move over to the Blaze, which is Glenn Beck's group uh, that got sold. It's like it's it's huge now. It's enormous. And his contract was up, and they weren't going to renew. So he was on his own, and he shopped around for. Or, uh, other companies that may want to work with him, and, and he wasn't happy with anything. And months later, this past week now, he released a video critiquing one of the contracts he received and calling um, calling them big conservative, big con, and partnering with big tech. And it was this whole kerfuffle on, on, on there, that, like, who was he talking about? And it turned out it was the Daily Wire. If you don't know the Daily Wires, they're a conservative uh, media outlet uh, that was co-founded by Ben Shapiro and uh, Jeremy Boring. Uh, Ben Shapiro show, famous, one of the best, one of the most popular podcasts in the country in the politics world. Um, Michael Knowles, uh, Matt Walsh, they're all part of this. They have their own uh, movie studio that they're building up. They have original reporting that's that's taking place. Uh, The transgender bathroom issue this this past year. Uh, Loudoun County is what it, what it was based off of. They were the ones that broke the story. Big deal media company uh, in the conservative world, and they've really developed over the last handful of years, like I want to say like eight years or something to that effect. It turns out the contract Crowder was calling out was Daily Wires. Jeremy Boring on Daily Wires' YouTube channel, if you're interested in this whole matter and want more, he reads the entire contract, and I watched the entire video. And to me, as someone who's worked in, on the the organization side, interact with a lot of lawyers over his, his career. Uh, I wasn't terribly surprised by anything in the contract, uh, but it continued to have be very divisive across Twitter as people were discussing what was going on and people started making YouTube videos with their opinions on it. And nothing in the contract seemed that crazy in the world if you wanted to exist in the world of a larger enterprise. If, if you want to this, – this is why I'm confused by Steven Crowder in this situation. He's been making the case that they're taking advantage of him and calling out conservative outlets as being uh, beholden to big technology companies like Facebook, YouTube, and such because Daily Wire's contract was requiring that if you wanted to make your full $50 million – it was a considerable amount of money that uh, the contract was for just at a base level. There's a lot more – chances to improve that to upwards of 100 uh, with all the inclusive um, additions that would have been put onto it for other productions, that that was problematic to Crowder. He was very upset because he was losing 10 or 20% based on if he got banned from YouTube, he's going to lose like 20 or 30% of the amount of money he'd be making. And he was really upset about that. Jeremy Boring on the other side came through and said, well, we rely on 
these outlets for the reach because what the Daily Wire is going to be making money off of is selling advertising. I mean, that, I mean, ultimately, it's very traditional in the way the Daily Wire is set up, set up that contract, and I think is working towards for new creators. Is everything's about selling ads? I mean, that's how broadcast TV works. That's how we work at WKXL, or this podcast also broadcasts. If you don't have advertisers to keep the lights on, you shudder. You you can't afford the support staff. You can't think keep things going. If you're a broadcast station, you need to be able to have the technology and compliance that's required for these things. Um, the risk inevitable with if if you're an opinionated outlet like the Daily Wire and many left wing and right wing organizations, you're going to annoy someone. Let's just phrase it that way, and you're going to get sued at some point. Like there, there's a lot there's a lot of money involved with keeping an organization as huge as the Daily Wire operating is. I mean, they got they got hundreds of employees. I think they got they have like in the two hundreds to something to that effect. Could be wrong. Could be more. Uh, but either way, it's a large enterprise. Crowder was really annoyed about this. I think he's seeing it from. I understand his, his his take on it a little bit because he is he's coming across like an artist per se. Not necessarily. I don't know if you'd call it an artistic endeavor. What he does with the show, with just political commentary and comedy, but that's the way he approaches it. He says no, from an ethical standpoint, we should not be beholden to these outlets. We should say if YouTube decides they don't want to air a show anymore. Whatever, fine, we'll make do on another outlet. But the problem with that is, if he does that, he loses millions of viewers. He's one of the largest uh, uh, conservative political uh, creators on the platform. If he loses that, Daily Wire can't sell ads. You can't have a sustainable platform if you're just relying on his Mug Club, which is a subscription model. If you're just on Rumble, which is a subscription alternative to YouTube and other new media outlets. It's just the audience isn't there. We rely, I rely, on traditional media and technology outlets in order to exist. If I didn't have WKXL picking up my show... I'd be in trouble with fi- with being able to reach anyone. I'm working hard to build up the NewEnglandTake.com. Please check it out. I want there to be a, um, a following for NH Talk Radio, for Radio Station's website. I think it's important that these digital outlets get a lot of traction. But if you're approaching the Daily Wire, that's where they exist. If they can't have a video... A, a, a creator go live on their Facebook channel, they're losing millions of viewers. And if you're losing millions of viewers, you're losing hundreds of thousands of dollars. And the numbers keep escalating statistically from there. Like it's a considerable amount of money that they rely on. If you see someone advertising on I mean, Casey Neistat, if you see someone subscribing on, uh, putting advertising on Peter McKinnon, if you're on the YouTube world, on the political world, it's the same thing. They still rely on um, th- these gold salespeople, um, these clothes companies, uh, the, the, there's Raycons and everything. It, it, these companies won't work with the Daily Wire or anyone else if they can't reach the just massive amount of people that are available with these Silicon Valley-based technology outlets. I understand... And feel for Steven Crowder's frustration with the situation. It's very understandable. I wish there was a third-party um, company out there that could pick up the slack. But it just doesn't exist.
the only alternative is going to broadcast, which, you know, if you either have big tech or you have broadcast, if you want to be able to really stand out. There's no other alternative at this point. It would be amazing if Rumble or if Odyssey, which is partially based out of Manchester, New Hampshire, with a library. Uh, Jeremy Kaufman owns all the, that, or is the CEO or something like that. I could be wrong. But, but he, he's part of that organization, and I think he founded it. That would be amazing if we could get away from Silicon Valley. We go to the blockchain. We, we go with independent, smaller outlets, and they could be less siloed. But that's not the case. Uh, you look at New Hampshire New Hampshire Bulletin, which I have the reporters on WKXL all the time. They uh, they get a lot of their exposure because they get syndicated onto local newspapers, traditional media. So they they sell their advertising or, or, or they don't sell advertising, but they get their partnerships and donations and big central donations and such because they also have that traditional media eyes that you just don't get if you're just having a website. Like these these digital outlets are doing great. They're slowly expanding. New Hampshire Journal is gaining a fair uh, big audience without doing a lot of the traditional media. But, I mean, I can't imagine the numbers are as high as the bulletin. In-depth New Hampshire is the same thing. I hope to have Nancy West on my show next week. She... She also allows syndications. She's a nonprofit organization. We we it's this is not something that's going to be solved overnight. I wish Crowder would have at least negotiated. Big issue issue also with with the way Crowder handled it is he took a, a, like an early just check this out contract and said and we negotiate from there and took it as this is unforgivable. And I think that's. It's kind of sad that he would burn a bridge like that, and I don't think that's the way, if you want to operate in the media landscape, traditional or new, that's the way you're going to succeed. I mean, I hope Crowder and everyone else has a great time getting subscribers with all their subscriptions and such, but I don't think that's the future, and I think it's going to take a longer time for independent technology opportunities to really reach the highest levels that they can. All right, this is the New England Take. I'm your host, AJ Kier. Said theneweenglandtake.com to get more from me. Theneweenglandtake at gmail.com if you want to reach out, if you have opinions on this, or you want to uh, get a hold of the show. Uh, talk to you next week.